if this rumor is true, it's the biggest news of the year so far. Another week of the trending comics in the comic book marketplace. We got Fire Guy Ryan. We have an Overstreet Price Guide advisor hitting with number 10. Number 10 on the list, Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number four. This was new last week. And you know what? Last time we talked about any book in this series, it was because of the Christmas cover. Now we're talking about controversy. The Joker got pregnant. $8 average sales, high sales of $20 for cover A and $25 for the Lee Bermijo cover B. That's news to me. That's good. I'm getting all of these cover Bs, so I do have that Christmas variant. I do have this cover B as well. And yes, we have seen a lot of uh, headlines, uh, mainstream news headlines about the Joker being pregnant and the backup story in this issue, although most of those articles don't mention that it's the backup story, that it doesn't really count. It's not in continuity, and there's a whole bunch of other qualifications to give about the backup. Great time to get into Joker, and the backup stories are paying homage to the Bronze Age Joker. I mean, take a look at the trade dress. It's the same. We have... A silly, nonsensical narrative about the Joker trying to crush on some heroes and anti-heroes. And in this issue, he gets put on a spell that makes him look pregnant. Turns out to be mud. It's weird. Zatanna made it happen. I mean, in issue three, Big Barda throws Joker on the train tracks and he loses his legs and has to deal with that. Yeah, there's a lot of funny pages in that issue three backup of just the top half of Joker's torso kind of scaring people who think he's dead and he's very much alive still. It's obviously feels more like Looney Tunes than it does uh, a Batman comic, honestly, and uh, that carries over definitely towards this issue four backup story where Joker thinks he's pregnant. He makes a joke about it, but he's really just got a belly full of like magical mud that he inhaled that was cast on a spell by Zatanna. Turns out that mud is uh, sentient. And it shapeshifts like and turns into like a little mini Joker creature. It's creepy and it's funny and it's weird and it's very much silly and it's not supposed to be taken seriously. So Joker falling in love with different characters, it's going to be funny. He also tries to make a pass at Power Girl. It's not supposed to be in canon. That's kind of the big thing about the Joker. We don't really know what his origin story is. This book, it's controversial. I get it, but we also have to keep in mind that this is not the first time DC has skirted controversy. Back in January of 2019, there was a Walmart release of the Superman 100 page giant issue number seven that had Lois Lane getting killed in all of these terrible ways. It made the trending 10 list with me and Tom. We were talking about it then. It was super expensive and now it's like eight to 10 bucks. So tread lightly when buying a book like this. Mainstream coverage tends to spike up comic books and they tend to cool off rather quickly. The 10 books that we're talking about today and that we do every single week, are sourced from a larger list of 20 that you gotta know found on the best comic app in existence. To learn about comic books, to better your comic hunt, you're collecting, and to support the show, Code Tom 101 unlocks a free two-week subscription of Key Collector Comics. Get access to the trending 20 every week before we even hit the mic. Number nine on the list, Flash number 225. And as you guys know, I love to say, this is a book that nobody was specking on. We are seeing $5 average sales, $12 high raw sales. And the last time there was a CGC 9.8 sale, it was $55, but it was back in 2019. This is crazy how long ago anyone even bought this book. It was interesting. I mean, this all makes sense when you look at the census counts from CGC. There are only 15 slabs in existence, and 10 of them are 9.8s. So I guess it does make sense that it would be multiple, multiple years since we last saw one sell. We have Irie West, the daughter of Wally West, who actually appeared for the first time as a baby in Kingdom Come number three. This is a Alex Ross must read. However, this is a character that has been around in the DCU for a while. However, 
because of the new 52 removing her from continuity and then reintroducing her later now she finds herself becoming a superhero again she has her powers and we're going to see her in a new suit taking on a new persona so yeah this issue flash 225 is the final issue of jeff johns's run on the flash uh, right around this time, he was doing the event Infinite Crisis, and he also just recently started writing Green Lantern back then. So he's a little busy, and he'd already been writing Flash for like six years. So it was about it was time to it's time to pop off. We're seeing a 700% increase in copies sold because of a solicitation for issue number 794. For those of you that don't know, Irie West is Wally West's 10-year-old daughter. And on the cover of this book, which has been solicited for a March release, we are seeing her in a very, very cool costume. The anticipation for her codename is probably the best news that The Flash has gotten all week at the listed number eight, Nemesis number one, Mark Millar from 2010. This is hitting $15 average sales, $106 for a CGC 9.8. That's at auction, but we saw a buy it now for $350 early December. So the sale prices are all over the place and the listed prices are all over the place. We're actually seeing a spread between $150 and $400 on eBay listings right now. So again, use caution when purchasing this book. The story itself is super cool. You have Nemesis, who is the most successful costume character, but he is 100% evil. It is dark. It is crazy. And we are seeing a 900% increase in copies sold this week because the sequel, Nemesis Reloaded, was just released. Nemesis has been optioned basically since it came out. Mark Millar's stuff is pretty much optioned right out the gate across the board. But uh, this has been in kind of a development hell, you could say, throughout different studios. And uh, one of the directors attached to make the movie died at some point, so they had to, like, delay making the making this, and now it's, now it's set up for Netflix. So, fingers crossed, we actually get to see, you know, this one hit the screen. We've had three of Mark Millar's biggest projects be, like, Kick-Ass, Wanted, and Kingsman. And so far, those are the only three that have really popped off in the, uh, in the movie or TV space. So let's hope for another one. Most people are probably forgetting that Super Crooks happen. You know, that Jupiter's Legacy came and went, got canceled real quick. So some of them have been successful. Some of them haven't been. But Mark Millar does something really unique, especially when we take a comic book and adapt it to the screen because it's so dark and moody and also pushes the envelope just enough to make you uncomfortable. And as a horror fan, that's what I really enjoy about his work. Let's go on to number seven on the list. That is Doctor Strange number one from 2015 by Jason Aaron. It's the first appearance of Zelma Stanton, an ally of Doctor Strange. Well, she starts out as like a patient of his at first, but then grows into that. She had a rash, dude. Yeah, a rash with teeth and eyes. And so the doctor at the hospital was like, go, go see Doctor Strange. We can't we can't do this. This is beyond us. She ends up like just becoming a homie and would eventually go and teach at Strange Academy. More on that later, though. We are seeing $10 average sales and a recent high sale of $75 for a CGC 9.8. Again, this book came out seven years ago, so we've had some time to get these books back and graded. It's a 540% increase in copies sold, and there's 168 copies at a CGC 9.8. The record high was $175 in February of last year. Recent sales under $75 if you're patient on auction, but... I suspect that these prices are going to move rather quickly if the Strange Academy payoff takes off, if it happens, and we're finding out rumors this week that it may just might. We're actually talking about Ironheart because there was a photo taken from the filming, which you can see right here. It's a, a storefront that says Stanton's Sweets, Reads, and More. So... 
people are making the connection between uh, Zelma Stanton, who was introduced in this in this issue of Doctor Strange, and the uh, set photo here from Ironheart. Now, what's interesting is if you th- if you remember, the main villain in Ironheart is Parker Robbins, the Hood, who does have some magical expertise. So, if you connect the dots, there is magical use happening maybe between multiple characters in this show. So perhaps we will be introduced to Zelma Stanton here in Ironheart before we get to any sort of Strange Academy stuff. Is this fan service? Is this an Easter egg? You know, we have a lot of actors who have already been cast, but we don't know what characters they're going to portray, or even if they're just going to show up very briefly. Ties to Agatha, maybe. Ties to Wong and America Chavez, possibly. Strange Academy spec starting to happen. Well, what I do know is that we're going to see Riri at the end of 2023. And that brings us to number six on the list with a one in a hundred variant that is hitting $120 average sales. Amazing Spider-Man number 17. We got Mickey Mouse on the cover. We got an Avengers 4 homage done by Lorenzo Pastrovicio. We are reporting on a high pre-sale of $180, but as of this recording, there is an auction at $194, and buy it now is between $250 and $300. The Disney fans themselves are going to drive the market on this book. I think it's super cool that Disney is doing this for a 100-year anniversary, and the fact that you can get these in color with the trade dress for cover price, most of the Disney people are probably going to be chasing those. I believe that the rest of these, there are going to be 12 in total the black and white ones are going to see very high prices again driven by disney fans but if you're patient you can get the regular art in full color for cover price so yeah this is part of a series of variants that marvel and disney are doing to celebrate 100 years of disney there's going to be 12 covers uh and like ross was saying each one of them has a black and white one in 100 variant so technically there's going to be 24 different covers of this uh we've got multiple homages uh there is an infinity gauntlet homage for asm 23 we have a new avengers homage for ASM 25. That's my favorite. We have an Invincible Iron Man 76 homage. That's on ASM 27. And then there is an Incredible Hulk number one homage on ASM 21. Give me an excuse to send you comics every month. You got under 12 hours to get our January mystery mail call. Ryan's holding the Raf Grissetti variant to Berserker number one trade dress and virgins going out one per box. Virgins at random. Someone is going to get this FF 49 That's right. Someone's going to get this Fantastic Four annual number two. Russ, you're sitting in front of the Thanos Death Notes Davis Rider Mellow Fellow variant going in one per box. And take a look at this. Last minute drop. We have Jill Thompson. (sighs) Damn them all. Issue number one variants going in. Virgins one per box. ComicTom101.com to join the community. Link in the description. And at the list of number five. I'm so hyped right now. Modoc is coming to Ant-Man 3. Hot damn. We have Tales of Suspense 94 debuting in 1967. We have the mechanized organism designed only for killing, making his first appearance and coming to the MCU officially. I'm pretty sure I heard Tom screaming in delight when the trailer dropped all the way from my house. <laughs> He's got a big head, dude. They're going like They're real. It's real Modoc. It. Yeah, well, there's a... Very brief glimpse of him in the trailer, but there's a screenshot here that you can see. Uh, they've got Corey Stoll, who played Yellow Jacket back in way back in Ant-Man 1, is coming back to play MODOK, so it's not technically the same character, but yeah, it's MODOK. We're reporting $770 average sales. We have a recent high sale of $660 on a Heritage auction, December 28th, which seems like an anomaly, because two months before that, the same grade as CGC 9.0 went for $1,480. So this book has 
been on an absolute roller coaster, but we're seeing a 400% increase in copies sold now with the new Quantumania trailer. Crazy to think that it was a year ago to the month that rumors began circulating that Modak was going to join the MCU. We heard rumors that Jim Carrey may portray him. But then San Diego Comic-Con came and we heard rumors again that he was featured in a teaser trailer. But Marvel kept it hush-hush. They didn't allow any filming. And the only thing we had was someone's like artistic interpretation of what they could recall. And it looked comic accurate and it looks like he was right. That's correct. We reported on that guy's remember drawing <laughs> right after <laughs> right after San Diego Comic-Con. And if you look, his drawing was actually pretty close to this like armored Modoc that we saw in this trailer too. So that's exciting. I have no idea how they're going to make this work on screen, and I'm excited to see how they do it. Clearly, we know where Yellow Jacket ended up after his suit malfunctioned during his battle with Ant-Man. He entered the quantum realm, and we have a 400% increase in copies sold on this Kirby Silver Age classic. Number four on the list, more Ant-Man Quantumania spec. We have Realm of Kings, Son of Hulk number one. This is the first appearance of Gen Tora, which is causing a 1,400% increase in copies sold. This is a $4 average raw sale book, and there are very, very few on the CDC census. We actually have a 9.8 that went for $95, and someone got an absolute steal on the 1 in 20 Michael Golden ratio variant. That CDC 9.8 went for 60 bucks. Katie O'Brien was cast to portray someone. Rumors that it's going to be Gentora, who is the leader of a freedom fighter group in the quantum realm, only appearing in like seven comic books. It looks like we're going to get a similar narrative. However, rather than going up against the evil son of the Hulk, we're going to probably see this team go up against Kang, someone we knew who was coming in this movie for quite a long time. It's interesting that we did not see this book make an appearance back when we were speculating on uh, the children of the Hulk during She-Hulk. A few months ago, this kind of slipped under the radar, which makes sense because this comic is basically non-existent. There's only five copies on the census. You got one at a 9.9 and four at a 9.8. And it's very interesting that they would pull such an obscure character for an Ant-Man appearance, not even a Hulk appearance. But they're making it work. So let's see how it goes. Will this book reach crazy heights? Probably not. However, this is another one of those covers you have to add to your knowledge when you're hunting in back issue bins, going through dollar bins, $2 bins, this is an issue one. It features a couple first appearances. One is rumored to be in the movie. Well, this is going to be coming out in February. We're going to be finding out confirmation on this spec, whether good or bad, very soon. And now that brings us to number three on the list with Strange Academy number one. So yeah, Strange Academy number one. It's hitting $100 averages, and we do have a high 9.8 sale of 288 That just happened last week. We're even seeing 9.8s approach the $300 marker towards the end of December, and that's before the rumors started circulating. This book has been strong all year. The main villain introduced in this run, Gaslamp, has been a trending book all year long. One of the hottest ongoing comic book runs. We have Humberto Ramos killing it on the interiors, and Scotty Young writing an amazing story. This book features a Hogwarts-style academy, and since it's the first issue, there are a ton of first appearances. Now, we've been talking about this book for almost three years now, and in the very beginning, there was buzz at the end of January 2020 because it was previewed in multiple Marvel issues. Little did we know that a month later, the entire industry would shut down for pandemic right after issue number one came out. So we didn't see what happened to any of the Strange Academy kids for almost three full months after this. By that point in time, there was 
was buzz and a ton of people knew what was going on. We are already seeing almost 2,800 copies of this on the CGC census, so it is a very popular book before the announcements. So many books got canceled during this time. This right here is a true testament to the amount of adversity that it overcame because of how quality of a comic book it is. We have a total of 1,854 9.8s on the census. The heights that this book reached was in 2022 when it sold for $525. We're seeing recent sales hovering on the $300 mark. And if this happens, it means it'll have to be fast-tracked because it hasn't been on the slate as of yet. And the rumors are that it's going to like coincide and pay off with the Kang narrative that's being set up. So yeah, we had rumors this week that Marvel was working on a Strange Academy series featuring Wong and America Chavez, who we did see start to learn some magic at the end of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and also uh, new character Zelma Stanton, who first appeared in Doctor Strange number one that we talked about a little bit earlier. So the rumor also says that a lot of the events in this Strange Academy series would be paid off in Avengers Kang Dynasty, which is in 2025. So for this project to actually come out before that and lead into it, they would have to really step on the gas and make it happen quick. And that brings us to a release that is coming tonight. As long as this video comes out on time, we have... Last of Us American Dreams number one at the list at number two. The first appearance of Ellie in comic books. A prequel to one of my all-time favorite games I've ever played. He's not wrong. It's a great one. And the game actually came out 10 years ago this year, which is wow, that's makes me feel very old. Yeah, it's a fantastic game about a zombie apocalypse that happens via uh, cordyceps and fungus infection. It's it's really creepy and gross. The show's going to be awesome. I, I think it has uh, like Walking Dead potential. I've said that a few times. The prices we are seeing this week is an absolute testament to how popular this comic book is and how much demand there is. There were only 6,032 of this book made. So the fact that we're seeing 127% increase in copies sold, $160 average sales, and, wait for it, a high sale of $1,150. 59.8. That is only $100 down from its all-time high three months ago. And if you start looking at a lot of the other books on the list and the last couple lists that we've done, these books are dropping. We just see Marvel books that are half of what they had been in the summer last year. This book is not wavering that much, and it really looks like the popularity of this is going to stick around an increase of 127 percent and the show drops tonight we traditionally see these types of books start to sell for their peak and then possibly drop harder than they had on ramp up could it go the distance could it be the next walking dead let me know your thoughts in the comment section below hit the likes left the subscribe button and let's move on to number one because after the ant-man quantum mania trailer dropping this book has officially become the trifecta key to own we have marvel premiere number 47 debuting in 1979 we have Scott Lang as Ant-Man. We have Cassie Lang's debut in comics. And we have Darren Cross, who later becomes Yellow Jacket in the comics. And who will become MODOK next month when the movie lands. Hot damn. A 314% increase in copies sold, $300 average sales, and $1,235 for a CGC 9.8 just two weeks ago, but there's been so much interest in this character. We were actually seeing the all-time high $2,400 in October of last year. Need I remind everybody, there was an animation that focused in on Pan Oswalt's voicing of MODOK. That already happened. Didn't land well, but it introduced the character to a lot of people. Apparently primed them up 
to be prepared for the MCU introduction. He's right. There was a Modoc series on Hulu. Modoc just had a recent miniseries and comics that was actually written, co-written by Patton Oswalt too, to kind of tie into that. We had Modoc feature as the main villain in the Avengers game recently. He's kind of he's kind of been prevalent more more so than he usually is. So this. This, this payoff makes sense. I want to know your thoughts in the comment section below. Is Modoc going to be here to stay or is he going to be a come and go character? They went full comic book accurate. So what more can you ask for? I appreciate your time today, as always. Geek responsibly. Enough said. Take a look at this. What not Wednesday? This next Wednesday, dollar start option on this ASM 129 graded at a 4.0. The following Wednesday, Avengers 4 graded at a 4.0 dollar start. I mean, we got a lot of choice books coming. Join me over on the app. Link in the description. After your first purchase, you get a $10 credit and you support the show. We also have other videos over here. Enjoy them and have a great week.